Thank you for listening to Fresh Dialogues. I'm your host, Alison Van Diggelen. Mother Nature is a very powerful educator, and her power has never been more apparent than during COVID-19. But what have we learned from this unprecedented pandemic? Firstly, what was once impossible is now possible. Who'd have predicted that governments facing a global pandemic would put humanity ahead of the economy? Despite all odds, they did, and for the most part, continue to do so. Secondly, with many economies in a deep freeze, we have a rare opportunity to create a new, new normal, one that's less carbon-intensive and more environmentally friendly and sustainable. This week's podcast explores these two questions. Is the Earth sending us a message? And if so, can we rise to the challenge before it's too late? We feature political strategist Tom Rivet Karnak, as well as my Earth Day discussion on the BBC World Service with Financial Times Tokyo Bureau Chief Robin Harding and the BBC's Jamie Robertson. OK, listen to this sobering statistic. A recent poll revealed that over 70% of the global population consider that, in the long term, climate change is as important a crisis as the coronavirus. Think about that for a minute. Climate activists like Rivet Karnak's team at Global Optimism have renewed confidence that this pandemic has produced the wake-up call we need to re-examine our priorities. Instead of returning to business as usual and locking in higher emissions, some leaders are using the slogan, Build Back Better. Britain's Climate Change Committee Chairman John Gummer has called for rebuilding the economy with a focus on green jobs and boosting low-carbon industries like clean energy and electric cars. The pandemic has taught us that instead of denial and inaction, some simple risk assessment and preparation could have avoided mass chaos and deaths around the world. I'm sure you'll agree that witnessing overstretched intensive care units and the hunger games like scramble for ventilators, face masks and personal protection equipment was excruciating. Over five years ago, Bill Gates warned us about the risk of pandemics. Why did no one listen? Today, Bill McKibben, Greta Thunberg and many others are warning us about the risks of climate change. Calling them all Cassandras, prophets of doom and gloom, is no longer an option. We're all in this together and we are woke. Let's harness this united mindset and act now before it's too late. Some people might scoff at the idea that the pandemic could mean Mother Earth is sending us a message. The Financial Times' Robin Harding could hardly conceal his hilarity. But thankfully, Jamie Robertson came to my defence, recalling his high school fruit flies in a jam jar experiment. Thanks, Jamie. Consider this. Is the jam jar sending the flies a message? See? You don't have to be a sentient being to send a message. So here are highlights of my conversation with the BBC's Jamie Robertson and the FT's Robin Harding. We joined the conversation as we were discussing this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to change direction, as governments use unprecedented action to jumpstart their economies. We need to make the right choices to deploy the monetary stimulus to support people so that we can cushion the pain of this moment. And then the policy measures to actually get the economy moving again, we need to ensure those are directed at creating the jobs of the future, creating growth in the sectors that provide clean infrastructure, clean energy. If we now just subsidise fossil fuels, previous ways of doing things, we're just going to end up with another boom and bust. And what's more, we will very quickly be back to where we were in terms of pollution. An interesting correlation between climate and the pandemic is that in both cases, 
relatively small amounts of money spent on prevention yield massive returns in terms of the benefit to society. I mean, some recent analysis suggests that $3.4 billion globally spent a year preparing for something like this pandemic could have prevented at least $4 trillion in costs and rising, not to mention all of the human costs, etc., that we've also seen in the pandemic. And that's also true of climate. So, Taking action to prevent further impact is the cheapest thing to do. And we should learn from the experience of the coronavirus and invest now to prevent the impacts of climate change being very expensive and to reap the benefits of the transition to a green economy. That was Tom Rivett Karnak speaking to Rob Young earlier. Uh, Robin, how does that argument fit in Japan or does it not at all? Um, I don't think that argument plays very strongly in Japan. And to be honest, I disagree with it quite strongly, too. Um, I think that what the coronavirus crisis has revealed is how miserable we all are if we can't go on holiday and we can't go out and see people and we can't drive our car to go to places and we can't work. So I think people are actually going to be very keen to get back to normal. Um, what I think it reveals about climate and environment uh, is that the, the approach where you shut everything down and you avoid traveling to improve the environment just isn't going to wash with people. And instead, we need to think of ways to decarbonize so we can enjoy our lives as we have without having the same devastating impact on the environment. But Japan in general tends to prioritize the economy over the environment and always has. Right. Now I want to go to California and see if the feeling's any different there. Alison. I think there is a change in mindset and I do think the pandemic and climate change are connected. We're united against a common enemy and we are learning to work from home more and that's having a positive impact on climate change. That's going to be a lasting legacy. But I think today on Earth Day, it's worth framing it like this. If you think about when the Europeans came to the Americas, they brought smallpox and that decimated the Native American population because they didn't have immunity. And now the tables have turned. We humans are the invaders of the natural world and we're now being exposed to wild animals' pathogens. We don't have that natural resistance. So it looks like Mother Earth is fighting back. And so I'm hoping, and I think a lot of people are hoping this pandemic could stimulate the shift in mindset. We might become more inclined to protect rainforests and rethink farming and rethink our use of oil, etc. Because if we keep encroaching on wild areas, we're just going to face more pandemics like this one. Robin, I imagine you're not going to go along with that. You don't feel there's um, so much of a change really coming. I, I, I certainly don't feel like this is the earth sending us a message that we're doing something wrong. Um, I think it's. <laughs> um, but I well, there is a, there is an argument there, there is to... there is an argument that says that actually when you put a large number of people in a small space and you know that's what we've got in terms of the earth and compared to what is it eight or nine billion people that are living on it you're going to get more diseases, you're going to get things going wrong. I mean, it's, there was an experiment I remember doing at school about fruit flies, when you put them into a, into a jam jar, they expand in number and then, then they die off, you know, and that's what happens. But I, I think that's belied by our actual experience that as we have become richer and more developed, we've succeeded in taming diseases. And look where this disease came from. It came from a wild animal market that wasn't properly regulated. So to me, the lesson of this is you need to regulate wild animal markets, not that you need to sort of revert to nature. Alison, final word from you on this, this particular argument. Um, well, I appreciate your support, Jamie, because I do think we've arguably crossed a line here. 
Right. I'm not sure. I don't think regulation itself is going to help us. As always, we'd love to hear what you think. Send us your feedback to freshdialogues.com or join the conversation on Facebook and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.